In service-based businesses, operations are akin to the manufacturing widget that brings everything together and keeps it running smoothly. In other words, operations is the heartbeat of every business, even when it seems boring. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you are here with me today. And before we get into this episode, there is still time to sign up for a half-day VIP strategy and coaching session, the thing that I am offering as a special this summer. This is ideal if you are short on time and want the benefits of one-on-one coaching, but are not ready for the commitment of a six-month coaching engagement. It's for you if you want to fast track your results because we are co-creating your game plan rather than you waiting for the perfect time uh, to do it on your own. And it's also for you if you want an outside perspective on your business and your personal finances for me, someone with a deep understanding of and a background with working with a broad spectrum of entrepreneurs and small business owners, helping you to navigate complex financial and business decisions. And you want to jumpstart a reset. We'll spend three hours together doing a total of four analyses, a spending analysis, an investing analysis, i.e. an operations analysis, a revenue analysis, and then also an an analysis of your offers and pricing. And we will use the results to prepare a customized roadmap for the months ahead. So to learn more on how we can get you that sovereignty and that momentum so that you can finish the year strong or stronger, send me a DM on Instagram and just simply say VIP, and then we will get you a link to schedule a complimentary call so that we can chat about all the details. Now on to today's show. Fluff the pillows. During my last two years of college, I worked for Estee Lauder companies. In the afternoons, I worked in-house in the showroom as a roving admin for all of their properties. And at the time, and this is going back into, you know, the 80s, the mid-80s, at the time, Clinique, I'm sorry, Estee Lauder owned Clinique, Prescriptives, and Aramis. They were all a part of the suite of Estee Lauder companies. So that was in-house during the week in the afternoons when I didn't have classes. On the weekends, I worked behind the Clinique counter at Bloomingdale's. Fluff the pillows is what we were told to do anytime Mrs. Lauder was visiting the showroom. Back then, I thought this was a ridiculous task. Before working for Estee Lauder companies, I worked in Salvatore Ferragamo's showrooms, also in the afternoons when I didn't have classes. The administrative tasks that I initially found cool and exciting became tedious for me after about nine months. 
Now, keep in mind, I am, you know, 18, 19 years old. I graduated undergrad when I was 20, so still very young and green, right? And as a teenager, I really didn't appreciate the importance of the seemingly tedious task I was asked to perform, especially fluffing the pillows. Yet, as a business owner, I now get the value of a variety of tasks. And as a consumer, I really understand the importance of the details and the un end results that these tasks, these mundane, these tedious quote unquote tasks represent because they play a key role in creating an experience where my clients say, this is the best damn money I've spent. You don't need to be Six Sigma certified to appreciate just how much operations are the foundation of your business. To me, operations are akin to the manufacturing widget that brings everything together and keeps it running smoothly. Like the widget, the operations side of your business often isn't sexy, but it is essential to your success. It's why I've come to view operations as the heartbeat of every business. It is what harmonizes all of the moving parts, especially since it touches every aspect of a business. So for example, your operations should support your goals. It should organize how the different aspects of your business touch each other. It should drive how you produce what you offer, whether what you are producing are services, products, or both. And it should absolutely influence how the same is experienced by your prospects, your clients, and your customers. Your operations should align your internal and external team and technology with your goals. So my dear listener or watcher, if you are on YouTube, what makes you say, damn, that's the best money I've spent? Whatever comes to mind, what do you remember specifically about the experience or the product behind your answer? I ask because while you want to be careful to not project your buying behavior onto others, understanding the attributes you found attractive can help you to be more discerning and to pay attention to the attributes that make your prospects, clients, and customers choose you and your offers. Let me bring this close to home for me and use myself as an example here. For my coaching clients, the attributes I know they find attractive is that my coaching is one-on-one -on -one and that I use a model that integrates business, financial, and emotional coaching. For my speaking clients, whether it's a law firm, a corporation, a conference, or a nonprofit organization, they find my approach appealing because I don't just deliver talks. I deliver a multi-touch point and interactive experience that is designed to enhance both the in-room learning and the outside the room application. What attributes of your offers that make your clients choose you? What are the attributes of your offers that make your clients choose you? These attributes reflect the needs and the desires of your folks through the design of your offers. This is just one thing though. 
the strategy behind it is another. Typically, we define strategy through the lens of the plan to reach a particular goal or outcome. However, I am loving the perspective that shifts the focus of what to do to what not to do. And let's be real, figuring out what not to do, that is hard as heck because it requires being intentional about what you will not do or being intentional about choosing what you will not be good at. And that's a really interesting choice to make. But here's an example from a Harvard Business Review article about Walmart's strategy. And it points out that the attributes of Walmart's customers is that they value low prices and a wide selection. And according to this same article, ambiance and sales help, they are not a priority. Therefore, Walmart's strategy is designed around what their customers value most, not what their competitors offer. That's important because for you, the question is, are you making decisions about your strategy or what you will not do or what you will choose not to be good at? Is that based on the attributes of your prospects, your clients, and your customers in terms of what they value most? Or are you benchmarking that relative to what you see your competitors doing? But now let's talk about the team factor. Whether it is a team of consultants or contractors, employees, or a hybrid, your team, also a part of the operations, they play a critical role in how you align your offers to what your folks need and desire. Your team also includes, by the way, the technology that you use. So what's your approach to recruiting, selecting, and training people or technology? What does your feedback loop look like for assessing people and as assessing your technology? And how do the various elements of your team or the technology align with the attributes that your folks desire and need? So back to my question, what makes you say, damn, that's the best money I've spent? Isn't it pretty awesome when you when you feel this way? Like the smile that comes to your face when you actually reflect on that and come up with an answer? And isn't that how you want people to feel who buy from you when they spend their money with you? I mean, not only is it a reflection of their satisfaction, it can also lead to repeat business and referrals. So hashtag win-win. And by the way, even if like me, you also sell to institutions, you're still selling to a person. So I just wanted to make that comment there. Sometimes creating an experiential outcome that leads to a deeply emotional reaction in the form of someone happily spending their money with you is accidental, but it doesn't have to be. It can be intentional. For that, though, you have to pay attention to the seemingly small details, like fluffing the pillows. You know, again, as a teenager, I thought this was a ridiculous act of kowtowing to a wealthy person. Let's just be real about that. As an adult, 
And as an entrepreneur, I realized this was more about creating an environment of excellence and a feeling of prestige for the visitors to the showroom, even if it's its namesake. And while it's true that the operation side of your business is essential to your success, it can sometimes be hard to kind of zoom out beyond the day-to-day tasks that keep your business running smoothly and earning money. However, by keeping the sentiment of how you want people to feel when they're buying from you top of mind, it can help you create and deliver exceptional experiences based upon what your folks value most. And by the way, this is possible, and I would say even necessary, whether the amount of money spent is a dollar, a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, or more. Like it isn't just uh, relegated to more expensive items from a cost standpoint. So keep that in mind too. But that's all that I have for you today, folks. Thank you as always for listening all the way until the end, or if you're on YouTube, watching all the way until the end. I thank you for that. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. I would especially love to hear your answer to the question, what's the best damn money you spent? What was it? What was the product? What was the experience? What was the service? Um, Please send me a DM on Instagram and share. And remember to go ahead and book a complimentary discovery call if you are less than satisfied with your revenue to you know goals and 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 results year to date if you're feeling a little meh about your marketing and if you are just spending a lot of time filling costly holes in your operations and you are curious about how the half day VIP strategy and coaching session could help you jumpstart a reset. Once more, thank you for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast overall or this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review because we do read them. And of course, if you are on YouTube, please leave a comment below. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jacquette. I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Bye.